Welcome to the inaugural edition of Poppin' Flags. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref from Referee Rant Fame, Tales from the Third Team, Irrefutable Podcast, a whole bunch of different podcasts that we're going to mention. And I got one of my best friends in the whole wide world, was also featured on episode one of Referee Rant that started the whole podcast craze for me. Uh, flag football official in Long Island Flag Football League, locally in Long Island, New York, Mr. Jeffrey Lescaflair. How are you, my friend? Doing great, my friend. How about yourself? Doing good, man. So we're talking about... Um, this is obviously a new podcast, and we're really talking about everything flag football. Um, I know we spent a point in time, and we'll get into that whole machination of how we started. But um, you know, flag football to me is really near and dear to my heart. I really believe in the game. It is something that I have been passionate about. It's the first sport that I ever officiated, and I know um, back in the day it would be those this thing that we would do on Saturday. It's funny how it morphed into that because we used to play both. Um, just talk about what flag football means to you, and I guess especially like in the beginning when we were just playing. Uh, we started playing over the summer of 2012, if not 13. Uh, obviously, it meant a lot more to me than tackle football because of the less physicality entailed with it. And it's a sport uh, that is designed for everybody to play. You don't need to have the physique, the speed, or the you know the athletic capabilities to play for enjoyment purposes itself. So I've always gravitated towards flag football in general. And when we played together uh, in that particular summer, I had a lot of fun. Uh, regardless of our record, I believe it could have been much, much better. But I'm not surprised we were as good as we could attain at the moment because although we played recreationally together, we weren't a structured team regardless mm-hmm. compared to the other teams me and you have refed in the league for the past uh, more than five years in general. But flag football, uh, I enjoy very much, whether playing it or reffing it in general. Uh, obviously, I haven't played it since probably since we were on a team together mm. on the same league we ref right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't particularly miss it. But um, as far as reffing, I think I enjoy it more, for, obviously, for the money aspect. But at the same time, it's just a different dynamic that's entailed with reffing compared to being a player. And reffing is definitely a whole different perspective. And you see, it's like the opposite side of a of a single coin, basically, mm. in my in my interpretation. Mm-hmm. So, um, and granted, I haven't refed in about at least a year for <laughs> obvious reasons because of COVID nineteen. And it's right. a particular, it's a sorry, it's a personal choice that I've made. Mm-hmm. Uh, most likely, I'll return next year in the spring because hopefully the vaccine will be available. But um, uh, I don't miss it because it's always going to be present and uh i think i'll be fine when i return to the field too because i'm not the type i'll be rusty obviously but after you know maybe the first couple of games i'll be right back in it Mm. so i want to go back all the way from when i was a kid and i played football so uh, just my backyard it really snitched on myself because my backyard was coach neck park which was this big park and all of these kids would descend upon it Every Tuesday and Thursday, the Baldwin Bombers of the PAL League, what they would do is they would do all these crazy drills and they would tackle each other. And I remember I would tell my parents, like, I want to play football. They would go, let's go outside. And they would go, yeah, you see what's happening over there? So it sucked where I lived. And I remember when I was, like, in second grade, there was a whole bunch of older kids in the neighborhood and mm-hmm. they all wanted to play football and they wanted to play tackle. And it was kind of like a rite of passage yes. to play those games. 
but I was always afraid to get the ball because I definitely didn't want to get tackled by like somebody that was in eighth grade while I'm in second grade. Mm-hmm. It's just it was a scary thing. So once like the whole flag football thing really took off, it made sense because I always thought that touch football was like. It, it, it wasn't anything that felt competitive because once they touched you, it was like, oh, well, that, that's the end. So flag football at least was more of a competitive thing. Now, fast forward that to by the time I was in college, I would play with all my friends at Hofstra University. We would go to a nondescript field that would be on the south side of campus, and mm-hmm. we would, like, play for the longest. I mean, super long. Mm-hmm. And um, it was fun. It, but... And this was during your college days? This was during, I want to say, not or even my college I knew days. You? Yeah, before okay. you knew me. So it was like, I remember we'd get all my friends from the help desk, and we would get like 30 people. And it was completely unorganized because we would start 50 minutes late. However, when I ended up playing, I would always get a touchdown. I would always get an interception. So it was always fun for me. And unlike basketball, which is kind of like everyone was available at all times, Flag football was very special because it was only like once a week. Yeah. It was four hours. Yeah. And what's interesting, looking back on it, there was really not necessarily a structure because we didn't have any refs. We didn't have a line. It was just kind of like, well, you have 10, we have 10, and then mm-hmm. you press, you say hike, and then everybody just kind of goes out. Um, all, And then after that, once we started living together, you got into the fold, and you started playing, and what do you remember about those times that we played flag football at Hofstra University, whatever field we were trying to find? Well, I enjoyed myself a lot, and I used to look forward to playing every single Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. My own personal gripe, what is the fact that people wouldn't come on time? You know what was crazy? Shout out to Fabio Perez. Fabio would say, uh, game's at 1030. Me and I was like, I just got out of church. How are you going to get out of church which, at 10.45, you don't want to organize and telling us everyone be there at 10.30. Exactly. Whose man's is this? Well, I feel like me and you will be punctual, and by the time everybody arrived, it'll be an hour after. Facts. And then it'll be another hour added on top of that because we were so disorganized. We spend that hour on the field practicing, warming up, and then selecting the teams. Mm-hmm. And there were points where, if I remember correctly, some guys don't want, well, they didn't mind what team they were on, but it was just take too long. And I know it's recreational, and it's not meant to be structured. I don't expect punctuality as far as just the structure of the game. But me personally, I'm a, if I'm punctual, then I expect everybody to be punctual as well. Stop That's that. just how I am. Yeah, so, well, that and I'm not happen. judging either, but I was my only gripe. But otherwise, otherwise, like I, I, I enjoyed it a lot, just playing with you, Fabio, and everybody else involved. And it's just... It was just a, 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 a great time, to be honest. And yeah, man. Without playing recreation together, we would never be reffing in this league because we would never... I think Fabio introduced us to the league, and we participated and followed his lead. So if you think about it like that, we would never have been part of the current league we're on if mm-hmm. it wasn't for us playing at Hofstra together. Right. And it's interesting how it morphed into that because we were so ensconced in playing every Saturday. I just remember how geeked out I was. I love... Catching the ball. I love wearing those cleats. I, I love just competing, um, playing the, that those games with the bragging rights for the for the week. And I think yeah. that was like the early portions of group texting. But I don't know what we were thinking looking back on it. But we were like, you know what? Let's go into this Long Island Flag Football League hey. with refs. Remember that experience? I remember that experience. Uh, I believe we were three and three, and we started off terrible. Um, I think we lost the first game and the second game. Mm-hmm. 
and at some point we were one in three. So, and I remember during the last week of that summer we um, had a double header, and we pulled it together, won both games, and um, we ended the season three and three, and then. <laughs> And we had a game at the uh, the the first round game, playoff game at the Field of Dreams in Massapequa, and we were so amped because we we want we're on a two Super game winning streak. We believed we were gonna win it all. We had a tent set up, cooler, maybe a table. We were like set up for camp. That's how mm -hmm. it felt. And we were going. We were pre uh, prepared for the long run. Final score, I think it was nineteen to six. <laughs> we bombed terribly. I don't remember the ball even coming my way. And not to say I would have made a difference, but, like, once we started refing and started uh, and uh, started refing teams that were more structured than us and even better, it made me realize that we just weren't prepared because although we played together, we just never really practiced. Right. So that was our downfall. If we stuck to the league, we would have got better, obviously. But we won our separate race for no apparent reason. You transitioned to refing, I believe, like the following year, mm -hmm. and then I followed the following year from you, and then it's been history from there. What do you remember from what I said to as get you to? Because I remember, I'm like, I'm refing, I'm like, wow, this is so stupid. Like um, I'm making so much money, and I was so worried about playing. Where when we would play, we would end up spending ten dollars to play and lose. Yeah. Where I was like, why don't we reverse the dynamic and say, let's make money. And who cares about the experience? How did I get you into refing? Well, you said those exact uh, things you just stated right now. Um, how did you convince me? I think you just kept reiterating it, and I just followed suit. I don't remember the details of it, but I remember you just kept insisting about the, the money aspect of it. Show me the, the juxtaposition between a player and a ref. And then I think at some point I just succumbed, uh, succumbed to everything you said, gave it a try. And then um, I started my first game from there. Mm. So it took uh, a year, like I mentioned before. Um, I don't know why it took so long. It's probably because I missed the game, to be honest. And mm -hmm. I just wanted to give it a try. And if I did well, then so be it. If I failed, then it is it, it would have been, you know, failing. But... Uh, Obviously, it turned out pretty well. I've been doing it for, I want to say, six to seven years now. Damn. I've ascended very quickly, along with you. And I've gotten so good to the point, not to toot to my own horn, where <laughs> I could turn down games. <laughs> You've been turning down games for yeah. the longest now. I know. Um, not that I want to turn down games, but it's just a matter of convenience for me. No, I got you, man. And I remember in June, I got a phone call about being something or another with the national USFTL thing. And I was yeah. like, okay, sounds good. I don't even know why you would pick me. Uh, but then I enlisted you to be, um, I guess, right below me to help mm -hmm. me out with the situation. Mm -hmm. um, what do you, what is your, what is your recollection of that day? And what do you think it's going to entail for you? One night you texted me a couple of months ago that you got, uh, I don't know, promoted is the right word because of your first time working with this league. But uh, when you told me of your position, I was was not shocked. Uh, you, it was definitely well-deserved, considering I've known you for at least a decade, 13 years to be a tap, uh, going on 14. And you put in a lot of work as far as uh, in the ref community with referee rant, irrefutable, broken language. You have a lot of connections. And 
all these opportunities follow the suit, including that one. So it's definitely well-deserved. And before I continue, let me ask you a question. What made you feel like it was unprecedented and your reasons for being shocked about it? Um, I think that I kind of just work and work and work, and I don't, I don't really think about, like, like, why I'm working. I just feel like I'm addicted to, like, achieving things. So I never really look at it as, like, I want to do this so I can get this. Understood. Maybe I that's, think that's why. And I think that's the correct pr- approach. But And I think I'm the same way as well because you're a very modest person as well as my, uh, I am as well. And I approach working the same way. I just go through the journey, the process itself, and everything will achieve in its own way. And opportunities will continue to roll in as long as you put in the hours. And obviously the quality of work uh, dictates that as well. Mm-hmm. So maybe we have some letters in that sense. And... Um, I'm, I'm assuming when you, when you got the news that you got promoted, you weren't, uh, I'm sure you felt joy internally, but at the same time you weren't, uh, let's say jumping for joy as an exaggeration. Uh, probably cause not, that's not your personality, but it's just an achievement amongst many to come, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd say that there's some truth to what you're saying with that. Um, I mean, I'm truly honored in anything mm-hmm. that somebody recognizes me for something that they believe in me in doing something. Um, and obviously this is no different. I guess it's just was more so of like, you know, director of referees. That sounds, that sounds pretty crazy. And yeah. especially was crazy because it's not as if they interviewed me. They just called me up and was like, do you want to do that? Okay. Mm-hmm. What about all those other people that have been like waiting for years to do it? You know, that's kind of like what I think about. Not to say I'm not qualified or anything. Mm-hmm. Just more so of like shock that I've been put in this position to, you know, make systemic change. And I think it's also in a sense that, I don't know, it's like, it's a big deal. It's a big deal and I'm just trying to make sure that I have the ability to hold up to something that I don't even know what it is. But at the same time, I just treat everything as if it's like, I'm going to do the best I can, no matter what, if that makes sense. Yes, it makes a lot of sense. And do you feel like your your contributions to Referee Rant has prepared you for this moment? Yes, absolutely. And I think that's why it's um, a unique opportunity, because I think I have a good blend of understanding what the game is like, and I also think that I have a nice blend of understanding what it needs, just from the social media aspect, just from a 2021 perspective because things have rapidly changed if you're not on the pulse of different things i think it's really easy to get left behind kind of like how technology is i mean they just came out with the iphone 12 the iphone 11 is still fire word right so i still have it and it, and the thing is like i wouldn't suggest anyone to, to to get get the new one but that's really how everything is changing yeah. right and software in general is just the firmware is updated the software is updated and well, things change rapidly, and I think if you are not, not necessarily you have to jump every time something changes, but you do have to be aware of those changes in order for you to be competitive. You know what I'm saying? I do. So I want to imbue all of those things that I've learned social media-wise, interactively with people, um, and also just from my trials and tribulations in refing and all my travels in refing, just all of the experiences that I have outside of flag football, whether that be basketball, lacrosse, 
baseball, making referee rent, making a podcast. I feel like, you know, I got something special, at least with this podcast, that, you know, I want to highlight all of the people nationally, all the people that um, have tried to lay down roots with this game because I don't know how you feel. I really think it's the future. I just see a very unique opportunity because it's not recognized as any of the other major sports, including football. Mm-hmm. Right? Football is one of those sports where it feels like a gladiatorial sport. However, it, it could be something where you know kids could get hurt. Correct. Right? Kids could kids could really get hurt, but at the same time, like if that's what their love is and that's what their passion is, and mm-hmm. it affords them to get a Division One scholarship, more to them. If it gives gives them the ability to get to the NFL, I can't stop it. Flag football is a safer option. Um, gives you the ability now. It's a, it's a, it's an Olympic sport in 2028. Because I, now I just see it as a, a really unique thing, and especially like in during coronavirus, it's like I didn't ref basketball at all. Flag football was possible because it was outdoors. Mm-hmm. It's only five on five. So mm-hmm. I just really think there's a unique opportunity to grow the game, and I want to be one of those ambassadors that do grow the game, and hopefully popping flags affords me the ability to do that um that's a good idea right popping flags i do it is a good idea and expound on that what exactly is popping flag and i guess what does it mean to you and how do you feel like it's going to transcend and what makes it different from any other flag football league currently going on well um this is not so much the league but more so the podcast is i want to do nationally uh recognize all the people that love flag football like you and i do Mm-hmm. I think we're in a unique position. It's like, why do I love flag football as much as basketball, but I barely ref flag football. I only do it on Sundays, mm-hmm. maybe one day during the week. But basketball, when basketball season is happening, it's just happening all the time. But I do know that there's people scattered across the country that love flag football just like me, whether it be a coach, whether it be a player, mm-hmm. whether it be a quarterback, whether it be a commentator, whether it be somebody that's the head of whatever league. Mm-hmm. I know they love flag football, and it's an exciting sport. You know that. It's yeah. short. Yeah. It's quick. Yeah. Right? It's athletic. It's uh, everything that you want, everything that um, it's all the dirty parts of football, and it makes it glamorized to something that's exciting. So I hope to at least drum up some interest and get people to be excited about flag football, and I hope mm-hmm. that by the time, since I'm doing this on the ground floor, I hope that... Uh, the popularity of flag football, and and I hope the accessibility, because I think there's a unique situation in terms of the accessibility. Girls can play flag football. It could be a co-ed game. Mm-hmm. There's so many untapped resources in flag football that I feel like I see the future, and I hope that I'm an ambassador to a game that has afforded me the ability to make a website, ref other sports, give mm-hmm. me the ability to be confident to ref in other sports. So that's what flag football means to me. Um, I want to give that joy back to other people. And, you know, I'm really excited to see where this really goes because I'm sure there's a lot of people across the country, around the world, that love flag football like me. That's why I'm interested to hear these stories, you know? Yeah, and uh, I'm interested to hear these stories as well. And, yeah, my love of flag football is it, it runs pretty deep. And, um, and I th- well, let me ask you this question. Do you feel like at some point on a national level will transcend the NFL? Do you think so? I think it's going to have to change at some point because not to say that the popularity is waning. I just know that it's going to be socially acceptable to bring them. So if I was the NFL, it would probably be in their best interest to partner up with them yeah. and have like a, 
like a branch of flag football. Yeah. Right? I don't see why they would want to not align with them. So, I don't know. Um, what do you think? I don't think it's going to transcend the NFL, but now that you mentioned there'll be a, a potential branch for the NFL, it'll be a, a, a great mutual decision on both, uh, I guess, parties. And I believe it's going to grow uh, in the next, let's say, five to ten years. Mm-hmm. And at some point, the NFL will recognize it, and it's in their best interest to, to, to get involved with it as well. Mm-hmm. So... And I hope it really does, and I and I really do believe so. So uh, a personal question for you is that you have a ref in a year. Mm-hmm. When's the next time do you think that you will be refing one? And yeah, are you in a rush or no? You don't care. I'm not in a rush. Not that I don't care. I'm more focused on my health than flag football. And uh, I know a few people that are refing flag fo- football right now, and I'm pretty sure it's 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 much safer than tackle football, considering the amount of contact that's involved and. You're more susceptible to social distancing, social distancing, um, refing if not playing and playing flag football than tackle football. But I'm um, anticipating the spring. I'll be more prepared than 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 now. I think. And by the time I come back, um, I'll be fine. I'll be rusty the first game, but once I develop the routine and the flow and the energy, I'll be perfectly fine. Mm. Uh, and and I just find a way. The mechanics don't change. Obviously, the rules don't change. The players are all the same, and it's something you just have to. It's just like exercise. Once you get reacclimated to it, it's just gonna follow suit. Yeah. Well, listen. I'll just say that um, I, I know that you're not gonna be rusty because I've been repping, and it's you'll. <laughs> I know. You'll you, you'll figure it out, man. And we'll wrap this up right now, man. I'm appreciative of your friendship. I'm really Likewise. looking forward to working with you. Uh, on the director side of USFTL, really change the game and recognize referees that we have a seat at the table. I really want to have systematic change where these referees are going to be professional, mm-hmm. that they um, act accordingly. Also, to just have a good relationship, interpersonal relationship with all of these players and coaches. Um, so I'm really looking forward to building out the rule book, mm-hmm. building out these courses, and hopefully we'll get an official certification in order for us to move forward. And it's something that will be nationally. So instead of us, the way we went in was like, we went to a library. They gave us a staple yep. piece of paper and like, yo, you guys are reffing on Sunday. But you know, hopefully we could uh, have that changed. Any final words you want to say before we part ways? Um, you're going to do a fantastic job and uh, keep up the good work. Um, I'm always enjoying catching up with you once a week. And I expect a, lo- I expect a lot from you, but I'm not worried about you because I've known you for a very long time. And your work ethic is, is, is one of the highest. For sure. I appreciate that, man. And I'm happy you're by my side. Jeff Lesker Flair, one of the best flag football referees I know. This is Ralph the Ref. This is Poppin' Flags. We're out of here. Peace. Peace, world.